The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, as you know, we do a lot of weddings here at St. Clement. I love doing weddings. When I work with a couple who are planning on getting married, one of my first questions to the bride and the groom is, what is your story? Tell me a little bit about your story. What is your vision of healthy marriage, given how you understand love and commitment, your personalities, how you choose to communicate, solve problems, and obviously your relationship with God, your faith. And they talk about it. They tell me the overall vision, perhaps not a very complete one, but as years go by, they will add what needs to be added to their vision of marriage and or perhaps delete some of those things that they perhaps felt were not very useful or helpful in their marriage together. Likewise, I believe as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, as disciples of Jesus, who have made a commitment to following him, we must also have a vision of faith for ourselves. What does that mean, a vision of faith? From time to time, I guess, we run into situations, circumstances we find ourselves in that sometimes forces us to ask ourselves, what does faith mean to me personally? 
What do I expect my faith to do for me in my good times and in my bad times? In today's first reading from the prophet Habakkuk, we see him asking God how long God is going to ignore the cries of the battered people of Israel. And he doesn't stop there. He goes on to accuse God of simply looking on while violence flourishes in the city. People suffer under oppression, and, but God is silent. The prophet is angry at God. He's angry at God because he knows that God, and he believes in God. He believes that God can and eventually will do something. So his cry is not a scream of dis in despair, but one, of, one that is rooted very much in faith in this God. The prophet believes in the power of love and compassion. Sometimes you must have the same feelings, I guess, as the prophet in today's first reading. Why is there so much injustice and oppression? I have asked that question myself about what's going on in our world. Why is there so much outrage and violence? Why is there so much poverty? Where is God in all this? How does it impact our faith and our trust in this God who's supposed to love us? Perhaps even the apostles were no exception to any of this. And that is why in today's gospel, the apostles asked Jesus to help them, help them grow stronger in their faith, increase our faith, they say to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He replies by illustrating the power of faith as small as a mustard seed. I guess there are times in our lives when we feel our faith is so strong, it's so strong that it can actually move mountains. But then there are other times where faith is like a flame, a flame that flickers. And sometimes it flickers and goes out altogether. Many good people lose their faith when they see evil and suffering in the world because they simply cannot, cannot look into the eyes of a starving child and still praise God. They simply cannot witness the pointless suffering of so many and still believe in a God who cares. The letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament says, the just shall flourish by faith. What does that mean? It means we are asked to walk by faith. Not once a year, not a couple of times a year. Walk by faith every single day. But then we all know it is much easier said than done. Here's the thing. You know, when you make up your mind to trust God, the odds are usually stacked against you. 
You know, walking by faith does not mean all your problems will suddenly disappear. They'll, they will all go away. It does not mean we will always have answers to all our questions. You see, dear friends, more often than not, faith does not change our circumstances. Rather, it changes us by giving us the tenacity to simply hang in there. Faith, faith rather, gives us the fortitude to endure these things confident that God is working on our behalf all the time. As we again read in the letter to the Hebrews, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So walking by faith means trusting in the faithfulness of God. Who knows what God is doing? You and I, on most days, perhaps don't understand what is going on with us, with, with our world, but trust me, God does. It means trusting in the God who always has kept his promises. And that is why, dear friends, we need to remember that you know, faith is not like a precious stone that, that we keep locked in a vault and then we take it out on special occasions like a baptism or a, a first communion or a, a marriage or in Lent or Christmas. No. Faith is a life. Faith is a relationship. We've heard that before many times. You know, it is like any life. It, it can die if it is not nourished, if it's not nurtured, or if it's neglected, therefore. Faith is a way of life for us Christians. And it is a way, therefore, a way of living. We need to pray about our faith. We need to think about our faith and pass on the faith. So that's why I believe we need, as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, we need a bigger story than we perhaps have right now, currently. We need a larger narrative when it comes to our relationship with Christ. We need a broader and a personal vision of our faith, something that really goes beyond just going to church on Sunday, which is very important, by the way, or just keeping the commandments. We need something much, much broader. As Christians, we need to be more than just profitable servants who have done what we were obliged to do. You know, holiness is more than keeping the commandments. The Pharisees had over 600 laws, and most of them kept those. But then, then we all know what Jesus called them. He called them hypocrites. Just because we keep the commandments, just because we do what we are obliged to do, does not make us true disciples of Jesus. Holiness is letting go in, in, in of 
letting our faith rather overflow into every area of our life until it becomes a lifestyle. So let us pray tonight as we come before the Lord as people of faith, as people whose faith has been perhaps tested, not once, not twice, perhaps many times, and yet you are here tonight. Yet we are here around this Eucharistic table to be nourished and strengthened by the one who has given us his life, who has again and again nourished our lives by his very life.